welcome to the All About Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm here today with my boy, Adam. Howdy, howdy. What's going on? On this podcast, we're going to cover stuff here in, in North America with CONCACAF, and we're going to be talking about the Euros and the Premier League and League One. It doesn't matter. We're going to be talking about anything and everything related to the beautiful game. Now we're going to dive right into the madness that was the, the final match of the inaugural CONCACAF Nations League in which the United States men's national team defeated Mexico 3-2 in what was one of the greatest one of the greatest matches that I've ever watched live on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Adam, how do you feel? Uh, beautiful game. It was fantastic. It finished at like 1 a.m. in the morning. I know. Here on the East Coast, it was definitely way later than I expected it to oh be. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But just to recap what all happened, 70 seconds into the match, I thought we were... I thought we were finished. We were actually at the local Mexican restaurant watching it. And when when Mexico scored, I think it was Corona that scored for Mexico. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, it was you, Corona. It was Mark McKenzie that gave away the ball. McKenzie gives a terrible uh, pass out of the back. Mm-hmm. Corona intercepts and just punches it. Oh, it was a fan- Pounded it fantastic that. finish. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah. It was a great finish. Puts Mexico up 1-0, mm-hmm. and I, I thought we were finished. Not to mention the later... Yeah, you know, that would be ruled offside. Yeah, about twenty minutes later, Mexico mm-hmm. scores again from a um, a corner where they played it out and then whipped it into the box. Mexico scores. VAR would would go and rule it out. Only for a few minutes later, eighteen year old Gio Reyna scores for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, his first um, goal for the U.S. in a major competition yeah, major for competition. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Um, so it's one one at the half, sixtieth minute, still one one. U.S. goalkeeper Zach Steffen comes off injured, and the backup Ethan Horvath goes in goal. I remember I, I texted you mm-hmm. because we watched that game against Switzerland when yeah, Horvath Hor- played, Hor- oh, he, and he was fantastic. He was I, I didn't think we had that good of a backup keeper. I, I know nothing about him before Switzerland, and he, he impressed me with Switzerland. Absolutely, he, and he not just impressed me against Mexico. He impressed the world against Mexico. Absolutely, absolutely. So Horvath comes on, goes in goal for the U.S., and then. In the 80th minute, Diego Linez, mm. three minutes after being subbed on, scores. I, I told you he was going to do something. This he match. did. I told you. Linez was filthy. What a player. He comes on and scores to make it 2-1 to Mexico. Who was who was marking him on his side? It was Tim Ream, wasn't it? Was it was Tim Ream, yeah. He was getting towards. Well, he's played out of position, to be fair. Yeah, y'all get, yeah. all right, all right. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Um, and so that's in the 80th minute. In the 82nd. Another corner, Weston McKinney jumps out of the stadium, mm-hmm. thumps home a header to make it 2-2. We dominated set pieces the we entire did. night. There was no 50-50 ball that we did not win out of the air. I'd agree with you that. We really dominated the air really well. And so it's 2-2. It goes to extra time. Mm-hmm. Here's the debate. In extra time, Pulisic goes down in the box in the 110th minute, I believe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, initially, they they ruled no foul, but VAR would go back and determine that it was a penalty. What do you think, Adam? Was it a penalty? I, I think it was a penalty. I think his front leg that he came in, I think it was his left leg, snipped him ever so slightly before he got the ball. But here's my thing about it going to VAR. It has to be like clear and obvious that there was an error. Yeah. It had, A lot of the time, it's not clear and obvious, so I'm kind of iffy about VAR, to be honest, but I'm not going to lie. It, Save the national team tonight. It absolutely did. As a U.S. fan, I feel like I feel like I'm glad it was a penalty. Absolutely, I'm glad it was. 
but I'm not positive that I would have given the same ruling had it been a Premier League game or a Bundesliga match or anything like that. Actually, you know what, I take that back about VAR being the reason that um, the United States won. Mexico had chances, they didn't count on them, especially the penalty, uh, actually we'll talk about that in a second, but they had tons of chances that they didn't put away. I think it was somebody in the first half, complete one-on-one with Stefan, just mm-hmm. for it to be saved. That was a fantastic save, oh, though, to be fair. Save. But they've had chances, they didn't win balls in the air, they wouldn't win against us in the air, and I think we capitalized, so actually, I should take that there. back about what I said about VAR. But the penalty was given. Captain America, Christian Pulisic, steps up and just puts away a gorgeous penalty. What a finish. Top bends. Oh, he said He said in an interview afterwards, I, I felt like just uh, putting this one top bends, and uh, sure enough, it did. Yeah. What an attitude to have. <laughs> oh, my word. And so at this point, I'm, I'm ecstatic. So later on, 119th minute, the U.S. is defending like our lives depend on it. And the ball comes in, and Mark McKenzie handballs. Was it a penalty, Adam? Was it a penalty? Uh, I would I will like to see the replay again, but going off the top of my head, no, I can't remember where his hand was. I'm pretty sure it was like fairly close to his body. It was. And with a head come, like with a ball coming off the guy's head, he's super close to the guy. I mean, I don't know what you want him to do. If it's that close, you want to keep it more closer to his arm or to his leg, excuse me. For me, it's not a penalty, but sure enough, it would be given as a penalty and. Uh, uh, Guardado, I think it was, I think I'm saying his uh, name right, would step up and have it saved. It was a horrible penalty. That was not a good penalty. It wasn't a bad penalty. He, it, was closer to the, it was close to the center of the net. Still, the Horvath, who was raised 15 minutes from the stadium, mm-hmm. comes on in the 60th minute to replace Stefan and Hometown makes the save of his life Hometown to save the U.S. I think it was a penalty. I think it was a handball. I think it was the correct decision. But Horvath, dude, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Incredible mm-hmm. scenes. What a moment for him. Mm-hmm. And so I, now my question for you is, does this shift the balance of power in CONCACAF? Does this make the U.S. now the, the predominant force, the dominant force that is to be reckoned with here in North America? <sighs> Not right now. I think give it maybe a year or two. We'll see how uh, World Cup qualifying goes. Mm-hmm. And the Gold Cups this summer Gold as well. Cup, I think that's going to be big. I think America's going to have to be expected to win the Gold Cup, and I think that might be the big shift that we see. Especially if Mexico gets knocked out early, you better the U.S. better be expected to win that. Like You better expect yourself to win that. Absolutely. If you want that power shift, there has to be consistency. It can't be a one-time thing. Definitely. I think you're, you're correct in that. Um, although the U.S. men's national team is definitely on the rise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they're... They are the best team in CONCACAF right now because you got to keep in mind, yet, that's correct. But Mexico is without Raul Jimenez, who's uh-huh. out with a head injury. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, um, that's a Premier League striker, that's a, too. It's a solid player. That's a good player. And that's what they were, uh, that's what they were missing because they didn't have Chicharito either. If he continues this, this hot streak of form, you could make a case for him to get called back up to L3. So with that in mind... I still believe that Mexico is the the better team in CONCACAF mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. now, but the U.S. definitely has age on their side. With the starting squad, their combined age for that final against Mexico was 24 years old. I thought it was 23. Wow. 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, although I do believe that the U.S. In the, in the coming years will be the dominant force and will be the best team uh-huh. in CONCACAF, I think right now that Mexico still has an edge over the U.S. men's you, national you, team. you got to give them time to... Uh got to give them time to grow, but once it, once it's there, I think we'll know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
And all right, we're going to start talking about the Euros. I'm super excited to, to watch the Euros. One, because there are some some really star-studded teams like Portugal oh, yeah. with Bruno Fernandes, who's just made a name for himself over with United, alongside Ronaldo, João Felix. Um, Jota, who's been... Yeah, you know, Diego Jota, who's been... From that transfer to Liverpool. He's been fantastic for Liverpool. They also have Ruben Neves from Wolves. Ooh, Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Well, what was it like? Premier League Player of the Year? I think yes, he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they're going to be exciting to watch. And Bernardo Silva from City, I forgot about him. Eh, he's, he's not my favorite player, but I think he'll have an okay tournament. I think they're going to do well. But like I was saying, there are some star-studded teams. Um, and I'm also excited because there are finally going to be fans back in the stands. And that's oh, going to be yes. so helpful, um, I think, for England especially. Because there are a couple round of 16 matches that are going to be played at, at Wembley. Wembley. And I think the final as well is going to be played at Wembley. So if England can mm-hmm. can pull it off and not choke... We'll, we'll, have to. we'll see how England does. We, we know how they are, so we'll see. We know how they are. Um, so with that in mind, I want to I wanna get some predictions in for the Euro. So our Euro 2020 predictions, mm-hmm. I want to ask, Adam, who is going to be your player to watch? Who is a player that you think is going to have a breakout tournament and is really going to do well? Uh, not so much a breakout tournament, but like a just amazing tournament in general. I want to say Antoine Griezmann with France. Really? I mean, there's something about Antoine Griezmann playing for France. There's always been something different with him playing for He's France. He's different gravy when he plays for France. I mean, you have to look back at Euro 2016 and how well he had an amazing tournament then. He was good in the World Cup you in 18 as well. the World Cup, exactly. So I think you look at the trust that he has from the French manager. Yeah. And I think you look at the position he's played as well and what's required of him and how much it's just around him, really, for France. So I think he'll definitely be... One to watch, and I wouldn't be surprised if you got player of the tournament, to be honest. Really? Interesting. A player that I'm really excited to see who I think is really going to have a, a breakout tournament is Ferran Torres mm. from Spain. Mm. He's had a year to grow under Pep Guardiola, mm-hmm. under his management over at City. He scored a wonder goal earlier this year in the Prem. Did you see that? Incredible goal. It was off a set piece, and he... I can't remember. It was like a back heel or something like that, but he was, it was unbelievable. He's young. He's talented, and he's really going to show his quality this tournament mm-hmm. because he's got a decent team to build around him with the Spanish team. I'm really excited uh, to see them. Here's my, here's my thing with the Spanish team. The Spanish team, I think, is all right, but uh, there's there's something about Spain that they I feel like they've kind of been on the decline ever since the 2018 World Cup, getting knocked out by the host nation, Russia. Mm. But just, I don't know, there's something about them on the decline. They're not They're not one of my favorites. And definitely past the glory days. Definitely past the glory days. I have to ask you, as a United fan, Adam, uh-huh. Uh-huh. David De Gea in goal for Spain after the disaster class that he had <laughs> in the Europa League final when he conceded 11 penalties and missed his. I have to ask, do you think that he's going to rebound with the Spanish team here or is he just going to continue his poor run of form? I'm, I'm going to say poor run of form. You think he's going to struggle? I think... I think he kind of surrendered his career to Ronaldo after 2018. Wow, that free kick! Dude, don't get me wrong; he's been he's had an absolutely amazing career, and he's had some great games for United and for Spain since then. But oh man, there's it's like a mental thing to mm-hmm. be honest. I think he's been on the mental decline ever since then. There's no confidence or trust in himself to be the big player now. I understand that. Soccer, football is a. It's a game that you have to be mentally strong with mm-hmm. to be the best and to play at that top level. Mm-hmm. 
So now I want to I want to transition. I want to ask who your dark horse is for this tournament. Who is a team that no one is expecting that you think is really going to do well? Oh, come on, come on, come on. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. Turkey. 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 Turkey that you got Yilmaz, mm -hmm. the Leo striker. I think it was Leo won the title this year, taking yeah. it away from PSG. Fantastic title race. Oh, yeah. Yilmaz had a great campaign. Uh, Kenahoglu for AC Milan. Yeah. You got someone to supply him, and I think that will definitely uh, help Yilmaz. You also look at Soyunku at the back from Leicester City. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's I, back there with Kapak as well. Liverpool just signed. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's... I think I wouldn't be surprised if Turkey made it far. Now, I gotta They're ask in, you... Their group is Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Wales definitely finishes bottom. I think you're right. I'm really not impressed with Wales. I'm calling Switzerland, and then Turkey, and then Italy. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So Italy in the one... Turkey in the two, and Switzerland in the third position. Makes sense. All right, my dark horse. And I'm gonna, I like I'm, Turkey. I, I, you and I have talked about this before, and I I, oh, I hate it. I hate what you're about to say. I am telling you. Tell me who your dark horse is, Andrew. My dark horse for the Euros uh -huh. is Scotland. <sighs> but, Andrew, why is Scotland your dark horse? Oh, the sarcasm. Well, funny you should ask. They have arguably the two best fullbacks in the tournament. In the tournament? In the tournament, yeah. arguably. Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney was fantastic All for right, Arsenal not, this there's year. There's going to be some bias with this Arsenal fan, just to let you know. But. He was fantastic for the Gunners this year. Mm -hmm. Tierney carried Arsenal on his back, let's be honest. Let's be honest, he carried Arsenal. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is coming from the same guy that raised Xhaka. Jack is quality. You're gonna you're gonna see. He's gonna show his quality for Switzerland. But we're talking about Scotland right now. I think with Shea Adams oh, in the attack. Dude, no Shea. Oh, dude, Shea Adams. I don't rate Shea. Shea Adams, Shea Adams is, is solid. Horrible. He's solid. Uh -uh. With McTominay from United. Uh, all right. Ryan I, Frazier. I, I rate McSauce. I'm telling you, Scotland is not only making it out of their group. I have Scotland into the round of eight, into Old the quarterfinals. Prediction. Bold prediction, bold prediction. I think they're going to finish second. They're in the group with England, Croatia, and the Czech Republic. I think it's going to be a battle with, with Croatia, who's a team that was in a World Cup final only three years ago. Mm -hmm. But, but Croatia's aged a lot. Old team, but... They're older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, Scotland is making a run. But then again, you never can count on a midfield of Luka Modric and Rakitic. True. That's something you can never count out. That's true. We'll have to wait and see. But... My main dark horse for this year, I like Scotland. Uh-huh. I'm pulling for Scotland. Uh-huh. But I think Italy is a team who is not only a dark horse to go far in the tournament, but I genuinely think Italy can win the Euro. Mm. They're 27 matches unbeaten. They won all 10 of their Euro qualifying matches, scoring 37 goals and only conceding four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they can not only make a run, but I seriously think they are candidates to win this tournament that nobody's talking about. I'll agree with that. Uh, good defense, good midfield, amazing goalkeeper. One of the best mm -hmm. goalkeepers in this tournament, Donnarumma, who is leaving on a free from AC Milan. I'm interested to see where he goes. That'll be another topic. Not to mention. Another time, another oh, yeah, time. Another episode, but uh, Immobile from uh, Lazio. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word, what a striker. And Insigne? Oh, and Insigne, too. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Italy. Uh, my my prediction to win the tournament goes down to England and France. I'm still a little bit undecided. England and France at Wembley. I'm still leaning towards France, though, dude. You, you think so? You look at the quality with France. 
I mean, dude, it's like, it's like you said earlier, use the term different gravy. It is different gravy <laughs> when it comes to France. And don't get me wrong, England's doing well. I, I'll, I'm i going to back England for the World Cup next year. But, really? But for right now, with the Euros, uh, I got to go with France. Wow. My predicted winner, I, I want to say England. Mm-hmm. I genuinely want to say England. But I think that England's going to England. I think they're going to choke. Penalty I think they're going to choke. Penalty shootout. It could be. Pickford does have small arms. I don't know if he's <laughs> a little T-Rex in goal. I'm not sure if he's able to get to all those penalties. I want to say England, but I think they're going to choke. So I'm taking Italy as my prediction to win the Euros. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, at the time of recording, the Euro starts tomorrow. So Starting tomorrow. Really We're recording exciting. this on Thursday. Tomorrow's the first match. It's actually Italy versus Turkey, so that's going to be really exciting uh-huh. for us to watch. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm still calling Yil Nas to have a really good tournament. I'm, I'm, that's another dark horse to have a really good tournament. So Okay, but just to cap off the episode, uh-huh. Italy versus Turkey tomorrow. Uh-huh. I want your prediction for that match. 4-2 Italy. 4-2 Italy, so a high-scoring game. Do you think it's rather competitive? I mean, I, I, I'd i say so. Like, don't get me wrong, Turkey, good team. Dark horse, definitely. Italy's, Italy's up there. Like you said earlier, you're calling them to win it. Uh, Italy definitely tops the group. I reckon they get all three points, or all, all nine points, three points from each game. But Turkey will be up there with them in second, and Switzerland right behind Turkey. Naturally, Wales at the bottom. <laughs> Naturally, Wales at the bottom. <laughs> Gareth Bale probably playing golf. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, got to take. I've got to take Italy, and I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a thrashing. I've got Italy winning. Man, I'm going to say three or four nil. I think it's going to be just a hammering. I think they're going to come out guns a blazes and just thrash Turkey. Going to start off the tournament with a bang. I think. I think it's going to be a fun match to watch, but I do think that the Italians are going to take this one. Mm -hmm. And that's going to wrap up our inaugural episode of the All About Football podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We'll see you next time. Bye.